Hello and welcome to the Rockabye Mama Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I'm Katie Gutierrez, owner of Rockabye Mama and lead sleep consultant. It is my mission through everything that I'm doing on social media, my blog, and this podcast to empower parents to make choices that feel right for their family. It's no surprise that parenting can feel overwhelming with all of the opinions and advice that come from all of the corners of our world. But I want you to know that whatever choice you make is right for you, period. You do not have to explain yourself. You do not have to justify yourself. What you choose for your family is right at the end of the day. So I am so honored that you are tuning in and you're trusting me a little bit when it comes to your child's sleep, because I know how important sleep it is for everyone in the family. So let's get right to it. You know, there's a lot of controversy around a lot of things in parenting. And when I was uh, pregnant and I was doing research, really the only big divisive topic that I saw was breastfeeding or bottle feeding, formula feeding or breast milk. That is it. That is the only big thing that I saw people take sides on. And even that was very ugly and discouraging. Like as a new mom, you just want to do what's best for your child and having so many other people tell you something or advocate for one way or the other was discouraging and it always made me question what I was doing. But it wasn't until I got into the baby sleep world that I realized that, oh no, Katie, it doesn't just end at breastfeeding and bottle feeding. It's everywhere. This ugly, divisive, it's my way or it's the wrong way. In motherhood, it is ugly and it it just encompasses so much, including child sleep. Yay! Had I known that before I had gotten into this, I don't know because I'm not a confrontational person and I don't like getting into arguments. And even with my family, like when political topics come up, I just don't want to talk about it because I don't like I just don't like it. <sighs> Yet here we are in a world where even how much sleep or how your child is going to sleep can bring out the worst in people on the internet and in your life. So I want to talk today about something that some people I've seen on social media There's just some misconception to it, and I want to clear it up a little bit, and that is why do infants cry during sleep training? And and for that matter, why does any child cry during sleep training? If it's not harmful, which research has proven it is not harmful, then why do children cry? So let's get into that today. So I know like many of you, like when I became a mom, I knew I was going to be tired. Duh. I knew that. I just didn't realize how exhausted I was going to be. You just can't, you can't prepare for that. You, you have in your mind like, oh yeah, my baby will wake up every three hours and I'll feed them. But you just don't have in your mind the toll that that's going to take on you. 
and month after month after month, I was just holding out hope that my daughter would start sleeping through the night. I was told, oh, when she's four months old, things will get so much better. Just wait until she's four months. She'll start sleeping through the night. You'll feel like a new person. Well, she turned four months. I had to return to work and she was not sleeping through the night. So here I was not even able to like sneak a nap in during the day because I was at work and I was miserable. And yet here I was constantly being asked by coworkers, oh, is your baby sleeping through the night yet? And I just would lose my mind. (laughs) So I know you probably have some familiar stories, something that's similar if you're here. Maybe your child, maybe you have other children and they've all slept great, but then this child just doesn't. Or maybe this is your first child and you just don't understand what is going on with their sleep. The thing is, I knew about sleep training. I knew about the concept. Of course, I had a misconstrued idea of what that meant, um, but I was not comfortable with the idea of letting my daughter cry it out. In fact, any crying from my daughter tore my heart to pieces. When she got vaccines, oh my gosh, it was the end of the world. It hurt me. Even just thinking about it now, she has vaccines coming up in a few weeks. Do you hear her right now? My husband's watching her while I'm recording this and she's crying. Of course, like that's instinctual, right? As a parent, you want to respond to your child's cry. Anyway, she would get vaccines. I would just, it would kill me watching her scream and cry. And because of that, I felt like I was destined to never sleep again. But as you probably realize, since I am here recording this, I had a change of heart because I did research. And see, the thing is, in my mind, sleep training was cried out, aka extinction. You put your child in the room and you never go back in there. And I couldn't do it. Like, I just couldn't. I could not fathom the thought of putting my child in and not responding to her cries. So I just thought like, ugh, I'm, this is it. Like I, I'm destined to forever and always be tired. And I was so miserable. But luckily I did research and I changed my way of thinking because the thing is sleep training does not mean you have to let your child cry it out. There are so many methods that you can use with your child to help them become better sleepers. And while there is no magical sleep training that does not result in crying, I did find something that empowered me to respond to my daughter in a way that I needed and a way that was good for her. And it's also so, so good to know why your child is crying So that in those moments, you don't feel hopeless. Here's the thing. There is likely going to be crying with any method that you choose to help your child sleep. And even if you don't want to be formal about it, even if you don't want to say, oh, you're not sleep training, maybe you're just gently teaching your child a new habit or you're sleep forming their hygiene or you're cleaning up their sleep hygiene. I've heard it all. It doesn't matter how you want to say it. If you're changing what your child is used to and you're doing something different, there's going to be protest. 
or it's going to take you a long time to get to that point, right? So let's take the analogy of you're, you're rocking your child to sleep. Yes, you can do this very, very gently. And okay, I rock my child to sleep for 10 minutes. So I'm going to shave one minute every single day off of this time. So instead of 10 minutes today, I'm going to do nine minutes of rocking. And then the next day, eight minutes. And then eventually you'll get to a point where you're just holding your baby. And then eventually you'll get to a point of laying them down. But you see it can take months to actually reach the end result. And even with that, there is no guarantee your child will not cry. There just isn't. So why is it a thing that children cry when there's any change? Well, babies don't like change. And let's face it, no one likes change. Your baby's brain like all brains, is built to make connections. There is a study done, and I'll link in the show notes. There was a study done on the development of infant memory, and it showed that as early as two months old, your child can remember an event for a day or so. By three months old, your baby's memory lengthens to a week's time. What researchers found was that if an event is done over and over and over, that memory would last longer. So how does this research relate to sleep? So let's think about this. By the time most parents and children are ready to sleep train, so around four months old-ish, a baby's brain has already made connections to the world around them. It's already done. They're already formed. They've become familiar with the way that they fall asleep every day. And they've done that same routine over and over, day after day, for naps, for bedtime, overnight wakings. They have a strong memory of the way that they fall asleep. However you're putting your child to sleep, they have come to expect that. You've done it day after day. That is what they expect. If you rock them to sleep every night, that's what they need in order to fall asleep. They've made that connection that the curvature of their back when you cradle them and the motion of rocking back and forth and your warmth and your breathing and your scent, all of that equals sleep. And once your child has made those connections between sleep and the patterns that get them to sleep, it becomes harder to break them without tears. Crying is one of your child's ways to communicate. So when they go from swinging in their swing to fall asleep, and now they're just being placed in a motionless crib, they realize, wait a second, those patterns that I was falling asleep to, the movement of the swing, the curvature of my spine, that's not present. What is going on? And they cry and they'll continue to cry until they create new connections with sleep. And that's what sleep training is. It's giving your child new connections to associate with sleep. It is helping them find a new way to go to sleep. So instead of falling asleep in the swing and having those associations of the movement and music and lights that are flashing above the swing, they will start to associate the firmness of their mattress or they'll find soothing solutions. Maybe they'll rub their face or suck their thumb or they'll pull on their sleep sack when they're sleeping. And those become new connections for them. 
crying is not bad when we know the cause of it, right? When you know that your child's not liking their diaper being changed, you can tolerate that fussing. If your child falls down and they're hurt, of course, you want to respond to them. But if they're crying because you're changing their diaper, you're not going to stop changing their diaper and hold them and settle them down and then try it again later. Like you need to change their diaper or they're going to get a rash. So when you think about it in terms of sleep, you have to remember your child is not injured and they are not in pain. They're communicating through their crying because something's changing and they don't like it. Who likes change? And further, yeah, I think everyone would like to fall asleep with their mom holding them. I would love for my mom to come over right now and sing me to sleep. What a dream. So there are many things in life your child will not like that benefits them. Vegetables, being in a car seat, getting vaccines, those events are likely going to result in protesting and tears depending on your child and changing the sleep pattern or the sleep environment is no different. There are many negative effects of a lack of sleep. It impacts your critical thinking, your emotional regulations, your decision making, and choosing sleep for your whole family is a great thing, right? Because if your child's not getting sleep, chances are you're not getting sleep which means you're lacking in your decision-making and your critical thinking and your emotional regulation. So you have to remember that while sleep training is very temporary, a week or so in length, you are setting a foundation for your child to be a good sleeper so that they are rested and they can make better decisions. There was a study... Uh, that's been done on the impact of sleep. And I talk about it all the time. It was a five-year follow-up study where they looked at the emotional development of children, the connection those children had with their parents, the anxiety, the stress levels, and they found no difference between children who are sleep trained and children who are not sleep trained. So I know the biggest argument for why you shouldn't sleep train is because, oh, your child's crying and they are stressed and now your attachment with them is broken. But that's actually not backed by research. So yeah, you do not have to sleep train your child and you can choose a method that works for you. If you haven't yet, go listen to episode four where I talk about uh, sleep training and the different methods that you can use for your family. So pick something that works for you if you decide to do this at all. But there are no negative impacts on sleep training. So I don't want you to get hung up on that if this is something that you feel is going to work for you. I know it's never easy to hear your child cry. It's part of our instincts to respond. So in no way am I advocating for you not to respond to your child's crying. And like I mentioned, there are many methods that promote parental involvement when you're helping your child learn new skills. I'm not saying you can't be involved. I'm not saying you can't stay in the room. I'm not saying you can't support your child. I just want you to find something that works for you and works for your child. And there we have it. The reason children cry when they're being sleep trained is because their brain is developed. And it's already made connections to the world around it. And it already has connections to how they fall asleep. And so when you're changing that, it's hard. 
and they have to learn new connections. And it's going to take a few days and that's okay. The crying your child experiences, if any, I've worked with families whose children just, they don't cry when they have changes, which is fine. If your child does cry, it is not because they're in pain. It's just because they're communicating with you that they don't like it. You do not have to leave your child to cry. You can respond to them. I want you to find something that works for you. But I want you to be empowered to know why your child's crying and that this cry is different from other cries. Of course, you know the nuances of your child's cries. So do what you feel is best for the family. I am so glad that you have joined in today to talk about this topic that can sometimes be very controversial um, but ultimately it comes down to what you feel is right for your family and that's it no one else's opinion matters all that matters is what you feel is best so thank you for tuning in and being open-minded to listening to something that a lot of people will block out and mm, ignore because they don't agree with it and they don't like it Um, But I will link those studies in the show notes so that you can do some research on your own. And of course, do what feels best for you. I hope that you follow me along on Instagram or Facebook, where I share all things baby and toddler sleep related so that you can feel empowered to make choices that are right for you. Sweet dreams, y'all. Talk to y'all soon.